Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest Welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. Once again, I am your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this show where tonight we're going to be discussing the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week from 2009. It's the Human Centipede first sequence, directed by Tom Six. As always, I am joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. Yes, my three hundred. Yes. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> What is going on tonight? <laughs> yes, my liebchen, you must feed. What is necessary? <laughs> my beautiful lead. Joined by our other host, Dr. Heider. It's so wonderful to be here, guys. I love talking to her. Number one show in Germany. Oh, thank you, Dr. Heider. So good of you to say that. No problem. I'm with the show, boys. I hate human beings. Peace out, Heider out. Well, thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank you I love your show. It is great. <laughs> I was listening to it as I was masturbating earlier, and I got to say, good stuff, good stuff. Keep up. Okay, anyway, that was right. So, we're also joined by the guy who picked this movie tonight, the psychotic Simeon, the mad monkey, the prince from Moore's Day. Yes, get funky with it, monkey. Yes, hey there, Fright fans, this is your Mad Monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic. Here we strive to bring you the big budget, highly professional, and simply the best damn horror podcast there is in all of the land. So listen live, listen on iTunes, listen with your mama, we don't care, just as long as you fucking listen. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Hi, Bucket. Hi, dude. And after that wonderful introduction, we are also joined by the very astute, the very esteemed Demonic Dean. Welcome back to the show, sir. I have to say, man, everyone is so, so, like, shot out of the cannons this evening. Uh, it's been yes. quite some time since I've heard the ghoul at the top of the show, like, jumping out of his skin. I mean, I expect this uh, from the monkey as he hyperventilates all over himself, but... It's 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 not it's not often we see the or hear the ghoul so so crazed at the top of the hour. Oh, I'm excited today. It is wonderful when we are talking about creation. My leave it. My leave it. There's going to be a lot of bad German impressions on the show tonight. A trigger warning I'm not for those Germans it. out there that do listen to us. Okay, well, you won't, but we all will. We're going to have fun. Nice. We love our German fans. <laughs> yeah. Cue the, the Benny Hill music. <laughs> yeah. so we're just going to die, bro. Right? <laughs> <So. laughs> Dr. Heider, man, ahead of his time. <laughs> oh, there he goes, chasing that big booby girl. wonder where he's going, that dirty old man. Running around in circles. You're crazy, Benny Hill. You're crazy. <laughs> Fucking humor. <laughs> Little old yeah, man so had a big old lead covering his junk, he man. He did great. He just, Fucking funniest thing I ever time. saw as a kid. <laughs> I remember watching that. Fucking love that shit as a kid. 
My dad loved it. My mom was always so adamant. Jo- jump into the room as soon as we cut it on. What are you watching? No, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> Click. <laughs> then as soon as she walked back out, you're not That's turn it right back. Spicy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I saw that as, like, televised porn for, like, you know, for me as a kid watching yeah. that, you know? Big boobed girls in bikinis and other tight outfits. You know, it was just always hyper-sexualized and Benny being, like, the perverted, like, adult version of me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. It was awesome. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, fatter, shorter, rounder, kind of like Lawrence P. Harvey. He does star in the sequel to Human Centipede. And he had this running around crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, back then we also had Charo and shaking her boobies up and down. Who could forget Charo? Yes, you do. Uh, always guest starring on the love boat. Of course. They always had a permanent spot for her on the love boat. <laughs> well, 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 she came with flotation I mean, devices. Geez. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Ron Polo was on that show too. The fucking horse shack. He was always on that show. He had his own fucking. Uh, he had his own life preserver credit in the opening. <laughs> That's how often I saw him on that show. Horse shack. Yeah, he's on love boat. <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome everybody. I really uh, fucked you up. News. Um, unless uh, Ghoul or Monkey, you got something you want to talk about before the dean breaks in with the uh, horror news. I just have one thing real quick is I just want to say go over to the Talking Terror Facebook page because the King put up the most epic fucking thing on there on the t- today on the Facebook page, which is where you can check out Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters mixed with Intergalactic the Beast Boys, and it just goes together. So fucking awesome. Go to the Facebook page. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. It is so fucking badass. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that is Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys, not Intergalactic by the Beast Boys, just so we can be clear, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were so excited to get that out. I was like, ah, it's not the Beast Boys. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool if it was the Beast Boys. I think that was their dads. I think that was the, that was the Beast Men. And then there was the Beastie oh, Boys oh. that came afterwards. Yeah, man. Yeah, they were right, quite into the hip-hop. <laughs> Yeah, they were more into doo-wop, and then the Beastie Boys got into hip-hop. So that's how the Beast Men became the Beastie Boys. At least that's how I heard it. I don't know. I mean, that's just the old MTV rap story. Give me the background of the Beastie Boys. But, so, yeah, that is up there. And I'm glad that you dug that, Monkey, because it is very cool. Ghostbusters mashed together with Intergalactic. Works pretty fucking well. I was actually watching it earlier, and I was like, it really does work well as a mashup. But, uh, Gould, do you have anything you wanted to talk about that? Uh, what you wanted to catch up on as far as watching goes before we get into our news. Oh, I mean, you know me, man. I'm diving in and out of all kinds of series and shit like that right now. So nothing that I can really sit there and be like, get on there right now and watch it. I'm, uh, I'm exploring a couple different things. And if I find anything of any kind of uh, massive quality, I'll be like, go ahead and check it out. I'm still trudging through Bly Manor. I've not finished it yet. Mm. Uh, I am in season one of The Boys with about two more episodes to go on that. So, so no, I really have nothing that I'm, I'm ultra excited about. I mean, I'm loving The Boys. Don't get me wrong. I, I definitely highly recommend it. But, you know, as far as anything horror-related, no. You know, what I will do, though, is, is have to say, uh, you know, a shout-out to one of my favorite musicians who, uh, who died on this day, uh, which would be none other than Shannon Hoon. Um, so October 21st uh, is, is the day of uh, Shannon's demise, you know, of Blind Melon fame. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
I was a Blind Melon oh. fan. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so I found the other Blind Melon fan, everybody. <laughs> I never knew anybody growing up that liked Blind Melon, just me. I was like, you know they did more than just No Rain, right? No fucking way. Really? Yes. They have hits. They just never played them. There's more than just No Rain. <laughs> Soup is still to to this day one of my favorite albums of all time. So, and that's one that I can listen to from start to finish, time and time again. And yeah, I still think Mm. "I Wonder" is probably the the best song from that original album. Yeah, that's hard to debate because I do really like that fucking song. But um, okay, so moving on. It's going, but like Sleepy House, man. Sleepy House. Sleepy House is so super fucking dreamy, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good point. Change. I should revisit that album. I've listened to it in a while. Mm. Yeah, yeah, another one. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's more of it, but uh, I'll have to check that one out. I haven't revisited that in a while. Okay, but yes, uh, Honey of Blind Manor on Netflix, uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime Video, so that's what we're all watching back and forth. I just actually finished The Boys Season 2, so now I fucking want more, but I'm going to have to wait a long goddamn time before there's a third season of uh, The Boys, so I guess I'll be waiting but what I will say about Blind least... Manor is I've seen a lot of uh, negative yeah. things about it so far, um, and I really wasn't all that that happy with it the first couple of episodes mm. in. Um, but yeah. I think we're on about we're on like episode six or seven now, and you know I actually am enjoying the turn that it's taking, and I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those series that unfortunately you're going to watch it all the way through. And then you're going to have to watch it a second time with the knowledge of what you've gained the first time because it's going to change the, uh, the dynamics of the story fundamentally. Um, so that, that is something that I think uh, is in there, and I, I'll know for sure by, by next week. So. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I was going to check it out, then I realized that it's Mike Flanagan, and I said, no, thank you. Yeah, you hate I mean, Mike I, Flanagan. I, I like you have a hard on for him. I just I don't like him. I don't like anything about him. I like Dr. Sleep because of the content, not because of him as a director. He just fucking did a good job with the Shining and the the, uh, Dr. Sleep content. But no, Honey of Blind Manor, no thank you. But on the Talking Terror page, I did post a video of spoilers. So if you haven't watched uh, Blind Manor, don't check that video out. But it does give you a little bit of Easter eggs that are throughout the uh, season of Honey of Blind Manor. Um, I know that the Monkey's Diva has watched it, and I think she might have even checked out that video. Uh, giving away yeah, yeah, she, 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 had, she had a really good time watching it. <laughs> so there you go. Just not for me, right, not t- Mike Flanagan. Hashtag not Mike Flanagan. <laughs> so what do we have, Dean? Well, uh, it was posted in our group earlier about uh, the demise, and I talked about how it was going down a couple weeks ago, but the end of Quibi. Mm-hmm. Was it yelling? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, say That's that again, news. Ghoul? Oh, no, I was just asking if it was yelling timber, but never mind. Just terrible <laughs> that joke. Uh, That's mm-hmm, Kesha, mm-hmm. Now, you know, pickle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, yes. you know, so please, I, please I, I really don't have <laughs> – I don't have a, a feeling on it one way or another. Like I said, I had done the 90-day trial. I actually had uh, re-downloaded the app the other day. I was considered – because right now, I, last week when I looked – they had a a 14 day trial because I wanted to watch the second batch of episodes of uh, 50 States of Fright. I know that with this announcement, and I, you know, they touched on this when I talked about it a couple weeks ago. They were talking about looking to perhaps 
sell off some of the properties to other services or even sell the whole thing to like a to a, to a buyer the whole platform uh mm-hmm. i would love it if a netflix or prime picked up uh 50 states of fright uh, i have not seen again that I, that's the only property on quibi it's the only thing that i've watched uh, there were some other things that looked interesting but you know uh, I would love to see that. And, and, and with this news, I might do that 14 day free trial with my, with another email address just so I can watch more 50 States of Fright. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was a, that's like the kind of like the biggest tech gamble uh, failure, you know, for as far as entertainment is concerned, uh, that was like a $2 billion gamble and it, it failed. Um, they just, yeah. um, you know, I feel bad, you know, there was some, you know, like I just, I feel bad for them and everything. And especially for all of the, the content creators and performers, because they have quite a roster of talent behind a lot of their programming, uh, both behind the camera and in front of the camera. And, you know, I was, I was hoping for success for them, but uh, it just kind of sucks that it just didn't catch on. You know, it sounded like an interesting concept, um, but Hey, that's, that's what it is. You know, not everything uh, can work out. That's because there's a million and one fucking streaming services at the moment for everybody to well, that's there and throw their hard earned money into. Well, that's, you know, that's just the thing. And uh, there's a million streaming services at varying degrees of cost. And, you know, now it's like, uh, you know, it's it, you can call it, uh, you know, what it is, which is just, you know, cutthroat business. But now some of the uh, the networks and owners of properties are going to be. And, and there was a big announcement, I think, yesterday or the day before going to be kind of using some of those beloved uh, properties as leverage with their streaming services, such as it being announced that all of the uh, Peanuts holiday specials are not going to air on yeah. any of the networks this year. They're only going to be available on Apple TV yep. uh, or, yeah, or, or some sub- subsidiary of Apple. But like, you know, I feel like that's like annual tradition uh, that like that that's been around forever that is like supposed to be for everyone. And now that's not the case. And it sucks to see uh, like stuff like that, either like, uh, you know, leveraged or, or commodified, uh, you know, it's always a commodity, of course, but like to a point where it's like, it's behind a paywall where, you know, uh, you could have still, even if this day and age, if you don't want to pay for TV, you can still get a TV with a regular, you can get a regular antenna and still have the regular networks without having to pay. Uh, and well, no, you, don't, to, you like, can't get you know, a regular that, antenna. You actually have to get a digital antenna now um, in order to do it. So you do actually have to hook. You don't have to hook up to a cable service per se. Right. No, that, that's what like I meant. Old, you're right. You're right. Cool. And, and old style rabbit don't work anymore. There's no more broadcast of that nature. Um, but what I would say with that right there is they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, even though I'm sure they don't give a fuck and they're going to collect everybody's money that's going to fall for it anyway. But that couldn't be any less of what Charles Schultz intended when he created Peanuts, what they're doing Absolutely, by sticking man. it through behind their paywall. That is such a shame yeah. and such an yeah. insult to the memory of the creator yeah. of Peanuts right there. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. And look, like, yeah. to be like, all things fair and equal, uh, you know, the only one that we, we really watch is the, the Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, you know, we, we don't, we've missed out on Great Pumpkin and Thanksgiving, like, you know, for years, but we always watch the, the Christmas one um, mm-hmm. as like a, you know, like an annual thing. Uh, I'm sure I'll be able to find it somewhere for us to watch it, but it was just, just such a bummer to, to like hear that, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, yeah. it's one of those things that like families and people mm-hmm. look forward to 
uh, for the entire year. And, you know, in this age of everybody has their own uh, entertainment stream tailored to their complete and total specific tastes, uh, a family of four has all of their own accounts to different things. And if they all have a family Netflix, they all have their user account and all their stuff is, is – uh, algorithmed to, to your particular tastes. And these things are things that like bring people together when we have moved into a society where everyone's kind of watching their own thing and into their own thing. Uh, so that's just a mm-hmm. bummer to fucking see that that happened, man. That really disappointed me when I saw that. news. Yeah, there's, well, there's so much things like that that actually mm-hmm. do bring everybody together. It's something that the adults can sit and watch and look on with yeah. nostalgia. It's something that they know their kids can still enjoy. You can still watch it as an adult and get things in the Charlie Brown specials that you didn't get as a child. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, again, it's, it's, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them all. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, just, I mean, I have, that, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to get to watch it anyway, but it's not because I'm paying for it. It's because I got a free year of it when I got my phone. <laughs> no. And I'll it's just that, that being said, what Dean said, it's just I'm just imagining the bidding wars that are going on right now behind the scenes for all of the other classic Christmas specials that are coming up. Take them. Fuck them. Kiss. If you're going to take Halloween, oh, sure. some of them are owned, Christmas too, you motherfuckers. Some of them are owned <laughs> by CBS. Um, you know, I'm, thinking of the show, I'm thinking of what channels aired them regularly. So I'm sure CBS yeah. All Access is going to have some of them. You're going to have Disney Plus or Hulu having others because some were on Channel 7. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it should, it should be interesting. But Does TBS have see. one? Does TBS have CBS and CBS All Access. Know? No, TBS, not CBS. Oh, TBS, Turner Broadcast. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, they're owned by Turner. I don't know. It's, uh, it depends on, on what they own overall. They're one of the parent companies, hmm. so. Because I know they that they do that 24-hour like Christmas story marathon. So I was like, how is that going to yeah. be expected? You know, but <laughs> they don't have not be. service. It's you the, be okay. That's the only thing I <laughs> fucking put on TV <laughs> on Christmas. So <laughs> That just yeah, plays on an endless loop for those two days. I don't watch that movie any other time of year. But once Christmas <laughs> Eve and Christmas Day roll around, I'll watch it like three or four times. And just I'll, I'll catch the whole film over the course of those those twenty four hours, but will not watch it again. Like I'll never buy it on DVD. I'll never buy it digitally. Uh, that is like that's got to be something that's always there. Like death and taxes, a Christmas story has to always be there on on Christmas. Yeah, man, because you know that is one that even at like weird times during the year, like sometimes Christmas story is available to watch on Netflix in like June. Uh, but yeah, just go, like yeah. USA <laughs> Network, just like USA Network does, uh, like 24 hours of Elf now. Um, the past oh, couple of years, oh. I don't. I I I would imagine that. Uh, I mean, I would hope that uh, Christmas Story continues to run because that's a day where, like you said, Ghoul, and I'm the same exact way because that's my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, that I don't necessarily see it all in one sitting, but I see it all throughout the day. That like it's just on the TV in the background. Uh, you know, people mm-hmm. aren't like hunkered down in front of their own devices on Christmas watching their own shit. Uh, you know, it's just there in the background for everyone to see. Like uh, that, I feel, would be uh, just, you know, devastating if that ever went away. And I just can't fathom fathom that happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it will. Yeah. I mean, my position is silent a deadly night, so that's what I put on for most of the day on Christmas. Cause I now, if, 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 if you hear news that TBS is 
you know, starting their own streaming service or something, then maybe there might be some cause for concern. They probably have a site of some sort, like AMC has the AMC app. You know, and I use that to watch, you know, like The Walking Dead. And, like, I, I use that to watch, like, the latest episodes of uh, The World Beyond. And they also, they do actually, you know what, you guys had asked if I have a show that I've been, like, wanting to see every week. Um, there's a new series on AMC uh, that we've been watching through their app called Soulmates. Um, a lot of the people involved with it are the people that were creating episodes for Black Mirror. Um, mm-hmm. And it very much goes along those lines. It's, like, 15 years to the, in the future, um, they've developed technology that can determine who your soulmate is. And what it does is, is it's, you know, each episode is its own standalone thing with its own characters and actors and whatnot, but it's giving you all the different ways something like that could theoretically affect relationships and, you know, as such. Like, you know, people that are married, but they take this test because there's all specific things that occur if you take the test and you find out who your soulmate is. Uh, but, yeah, it's a very, oh. very interesting hmm. series, and, yeah, I've been enjoying the shit out of it. It's three episodes in, and it's well worth watching. Oh! <laughs> well, that's very interesting. All right, uh, Dean, what's next? What do you got? We have talked about the potential bankruptcy and uh, how AMC is running out of cash, uh, but apparently uh, AMC now has started even more reopenings. Uh, in fact, uh, huh? AMC has been <laughs> able to AMC Theaters has been able to reopen theaters uh, in New York, and uh, by October, uh, I'm sorry, but, but in New York, not in New York City, but in New York State, uh, and now they have. Uh, they have AMC theaters open in 44 of the 45 states where they have uh, AMC theaters. Um, Mm -hmm. And also they have 530 out of their 600 total theaters open, even though they're operating at 25% or 50 people, uh, depending on the size of the particular screening room. Uh, But these reopenings caused their stock price to jump 22%. Uh, so uh, AMC continues with their struggle for uh, money and trying to stay uh, or maintain a solvent business uh, during COVID times. But, uh, you know, they, they have said that perhaps by the end of the year, they're going to be just cash. It will be gone. So uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we've been talking about it weekly because it seems their news has been changing yeah. by the week. Uh, but since we've been talking about it, I just figured that it was uh, you know, time to give a little bit of update. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's going to be developing this story, but it's also one of those things where, um, and I'm sure you have news about this later on in the show, uh, Dean, before we get to the movie, but all these movies that are being pushed to 2021 and 2022, most of these people are saying, great, but is there going to be a fucking theater to go to next year? Like, is there going to be a place where I could actually go sit down and watch this movie because aren't they all going bankrupt? And I was like, well, you just have to really wait and see, play it out. You know, I mean, it's not like they're completely closed just yet. You know, let's see what happens <laughs> by the end some- of the year. I think something like this is kind of almost like a uh, a desperation cry from the AMC company. Um, they're hoping somebody yeah. will swoop in and maybe purchase, you know, large chunks of the company, maybe get them a little bit of cash infused in there. Maybe they're hoping for some kind of bailout through some kind of government means or something that they haven't gotten already. Um, regardless, what it'll be is the, all of the 
all the infrastructure is going to be there. So if AMC, let's say, goes out of business, similar to like how the Amboy movie theater, you know, went out of business and now that building just sits there fucking empty. You know, I still don't understand Mm -hmm. how nobody ever just bought building and just made it another movie theater. Everything that you need for that to be a theater is right there anyway. So you might as well fucking keep it that. Um, you know, being that the AMCs are mostly big, they're not like the old school, like the Pond Road Theater, which would be, you know, something tiny, easy to convert to something else. Freehold Cinema 6. You know, they turn that into a workout world, or Jersey Strong, or whatever the hell it is. Um, but again, small buildings, small second week in a row, you referenced that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to think local theaters, man. Uh, you know, East Brunswick at the mall. You know, like that's the kind of theater being that it's so small. Each of their, each of the rooms, each of the showing rooms are real tiny. Like I could see if they go out of business, maybe they close that up. But you know, being in a mall, Regal will probably buy it. You know, they know that they're going to have traffic there. And there's always going to be a good chance that that traffic's going to gravitate to, hey, let's go see a movie. Or kids will be hanging out at the mall, hey, let's go see a movie. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to be gone completely. These movies are getting pushed to next year because no matter what theaters are going to be there, it's just whether or not they're going to be AMC theaters. Remember, at one time, most of those were Lowe's. Those were Lowe's theaters. So, you know, what was it? The, when it was Freehold Multiplex, wasn't it Lowe's Multiplex at the time? Yes, it, it was, was something yeah. else before that, I thought, when it first opened up, though. It was before it was Lowe's. I can't remember what it was before Lowe's, but it was something else. <laughs> then it became a Lowe's, and then it was for Metro Park. So, yeah, it went through a couple of Originally, I think it was Sony. Mm, you might be right was about it? that one. I think, no, I think it was Sony after it was Lowe's. For some reason, I feel like it was Sony after, and then it went to AMC. <clears throat> Whatever, dude. Oh, sorry. Metro- the Metroplex, that's what it was called. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one, the, yeah, it's not the Amboy Theater, though. I mean, it's fucking sinking into the ground. It's in fucking Swampland. I don't think anybody wants to buy that property. Taking a risk. <laughs> it, well, that's the thing. That area, that area right there, I think really the biggest problem is they don't, they don't think they'll get enough traffic because you got the park and 35 mm-hmm. on both sides of it. Yeah. Makes it kind of hard for people to get in and out. I can, I can see where that's an issue. It's just a shame that that building sits there and does absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. I really wish somebody would just buy the fucking thing and do something with it. So do it. I have so many good memories when you <laughs> Go ahead. Make your own I theater, would. man. I would. If I hit the lottery, I probably would approach them just to see what they're fucking asking for it. Yeah, I'll turn yeah. it into one half probably fucking arcade, cheap. one half fucking movie theater, and sit there and play video games all day and watch movies. <laughs> okay, Mr. Deeds. Listen, if I had a million dollars over the course of one year, I could spend two thousand plus dollars a day. You know what I mean? So if you give me a, if you give me a good lottery win. Okay, give me like 100 mil, you know, or even 50 mil. I'm going to be set for the rest of my life because I'm a very simplistic person. Besides like one or two Mm -hmm. big vacation spots, that's about it. You know, aside from that, I'm going to own a small chunk of property, maybe a building like that, and I'm done. I don't need anything lavish. I don't need a fucking yacht. I don't need a stupid shit like that. I, I watch these assholes on the news that are, oh, we lost all of our savings. We went and did this, 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 and this. It's like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. You had I it know. made. How could you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a documentary I watched about that years time. ago about these people that won. And, and they're like, yeah, we're broke now. They're like, what the fuck, dude? I won $50 million. How did you fucking blow it? You asshole. Because I'm cheap as shit, and I would fucking be set for life. Like, if I won that much, yeah, I would fucking die with cash in my pockets. 
<laughs> you have a million dollars, you could spend two thousand seven hundred something dollars a day. I, I calculated this a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So you know, you just look at that and think about that. We have some time on his hands. That's that's a lot of money to be able to just spend a day. A day. You're not talking like a week. You know, I make. I don't even sometimes as of like right now being that work so slow. I'm not even making that monthly. You know, so think about spending that per day. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> Can't even do it per day. I mean, there'll be people out there that could. I, just, I couldn't even imagine spending more than a hundred dollars a day. Never mind two thousand. Hookers and cocaine. <laughs> okay, you got me. You know what? I would. Oh, there'd be <laughs> so much. I would just uh, be having cocaine installed in my house. Yeah, yeah it would be fucking amazing. <laughs> Like, look, there's just be nonstop flow of hookers and just cocaine showers and pools in my house. Like, just like all the time. Better, You better <laughs> yeah. be careful if your new girlfriend is listening. She might not want to hear that you want to party with hookers. I didn't say I'm going to party with hookers. They're just going to be there. She can party. I'll do the coke right off her ass. Like, see, I don't need hookers. They can just wander around. They're just <laughs> just gonna sit the, Come on. The king's the cuckold. Don't you get that? The king is the cuckold. He's going to sit in the quarter and spank his monkey. What do you feel about the king taking you in a quarter and spanking you, monkey? Usually he has to pay extra for that kind of action. With his little mushroom poking into monkey's belly button as he spanks Will, you know? And he's going to have fun because he's going to be getting fat paid. And then he's just going to hold up the There's a party I'll be skipping. Oh, if I'm getting oh, paid, no, never mind. We're good. we're 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 good. We're we're if I'm if oh, I'm yeah. getting paid, we're good. <laughs> if I get two thousand dollars a day to spend, you're getting paid. So, <laughs> Make it rain, Daddy. Hold up that mirror. Like, yeah, that's right. Come here, little monkey. You need to you know need to give you a slap. Here's a hundred bucks. Go make yourself pretty for Daddy. <laughs> Oh, yes, geez, it sounds like one of your family. It sounds like one of your family reunions again. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I'm not allowed back at any of them. Because I always bring mirrors and cocaine. Just it's not a good look for me. <laughs> no more family no, reunions just, for this guy. I just remember you telling me stories. Your uncle going, "Hey, bring me a bring me a beer. All right, here's a dollar. Thanks. Now go. Oh man, now go yeah. back to the corner where you're playing. <laughs> yeah, go back to the smoke-filled basement where we're just hanging out with all the cigars and all the pipes and all the cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> back and get your shine box. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have that side hustle for me because I probably would have done it for an extra dollar. You give me an extra dollar, I'll sell your shoes. I'm missing out. <laughs> I'll bring my again, gr- <laughs> again, growing up in the '80s, kids. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fantastic. They're <laughs> right. so getting back so on course. Uh, Dean, what's next? Uh, we've talked so much about The Walking Dead and all its plans and spinoffs. But apparently one of the things they've begun talking about is something uh, that would be called Tales of the Walking Dead, which they're saying is going to be an anthology series of individual episode arcs. Uh, But because of this, uh, they can focus on new and or existing characters and even bring back uh, previous characters that have met their demise on the show, uh, you know, to tell stories from the past, from before uh, their time on the show. Uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, who played Sasha for several seasons, uh, has talked about that being a great idea and said that she would love to play Sasha once again uh, if there was an opportunity for like an episode to focus on her character and how she ended up where she was before 
uh, she entered the world of the flagship series. Uh, someone who was not so keen on the idea, uh, Michael Rooker, you know, famously playing Merle Dixon, uh, has said that he mm-hmm. has no interest in something like this, uh, that uh, he would not be interested in returning uh, to play Merle for a one-off uh, individual character story arc. He said that, one, he believes that the character of Merle had a great send-off, but he also said in his professional career, he's like moved on. Like when he does projects mm-hmm. uh, and that project ends, he moves on to the next thing and continues to move forward as an artist. So, uh, you know, just an interesting concept when you think back to all of the different characters who have come and gone uh, over all the years the show has been on. You know, I mean, I feel like in some ways that's an interesting concept. But with that being said, I also haven't watched anything beyond the flagship i've not watched i watched the first season of fear the walking dead but they're on like their fifth or sixth season already and uh, i have not watched any of this new uh world beyond either i know uh, the ghoul has seen a little of that but um so while we've I feel watched like all three episodes that have come out so yeah so while i feel you know, i feel that this idea is an interesting concept uh whether it would be enough to pull my attention if it actually ever hits the air uh that remains uh to be seen uh, but just wanted to share the news about this possible idea of all of the different ideas uh, that they've been talking about in the Walking Dead brain trust. It's interesting. I mean, I might check it out. I mean, they, they can't bring back Herschel because he's fucking dead in their life. Scott Wilson, rest in peace. But if he was still alive, I'd watch that shit out of that episode. I miss Herschel. My favorite character, Christian <laughs> Governor, David Marcy, who is still alive. I, do that character. I hate when they try to do, you know, I, I'm with Rooker on this by not going back to it anyway. I hate when they try to backtrack shit with actors that are older than they were when they first mm-hmm. played them anyway. And now they're trying to make them look younger, yeah. too, which always ends up making them look very plasticky with over, you know, overuse of makeup or, at this point, a little bit of CGI touch-up. You know, so they'll end up looking... You know, I, I don't want to have to look at Michael Rooker and feel like I'm looking at somebody's fucking Instagram filter, you know? Like, I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, the, the the World Beyond series so far, it's three episodes deep. It's um, you know, it's it's taking its time to get there. You know, like I, we watched the commercial earlier, and it's like you know, giving you that whole like they're trying to blow it up. You know, oh, it's groundbreaking. It's definitely speaking to today's market. This and that, and like I, me and the cool girl are kind of like, eh, the characters are all kind of like basic stereotypes at this point you know there's one character in particular that's eye candy um but you know she also probably weighs all of 80 pounds if she's wet which kind of takes her off of that because like, she I, wet? I don't find that att- i don't find that attractive you know what i mean like i, I don't like waifish girls i like, like girls that actually have like a figure to them um this one has so much clothing on her just to make her look like she's not fucking anorexic yeah, but uh, you know, as far as like the the concept behind it, there is there's potential. You know, that's the thing. Like mm. what they've been showing yeah. so far is too similar, in my opinion, to what we got with some of the earlier Walking Dead. Now, normally you'd be like, oh, well, that's not a bad thing. It is because one, the age of the characters makes them less relatable for somebody older like me. You know, in general. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. there is an avenue that they're exploring that I do find interesting. And I hope that they start to spend more time there. Um, 
and that would actually really make the series a fucking fascinating series. You know, essentially there's an area that has full on like civilization going on still. And, you know, what the show has been showing us is these characters taking a trip to go, you know, quote unquote, rescue their dad or whatever it is that they're going to do. Um, but there is this side spot where, I mean, I don't know if it's Chicago, I don't know where it is, but let's just say there's a fully operating city with a government and what they're willing to do to keep that. And that I find fascinating, you know? So they, uh, but they've only kind of like tickled the, the taint with that kind of stuff. And I want to see more. I want to see a full on fucking rim job, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and even but after you're done, like that guy just keeps on going. <laughs> sounds like it would be its own complete series all on its own, Ghoul. You would think so. But again, being that it's called World Beyond, I'm hoping that that's something that they're going to gravitate more towards and let that be the series. More so than the misadventures of some teenage group. fucking kids that are mm-hmm. on their journey to go rescue daddy you know like i want to see i want that city life that's what i want to see i want to see what goes on within all of that structure all right i got you man not like it hasn't been shown on walking dead before though what cities can be like i mean i guess are you talking about like on a larger scale like a metropolitan oh you're you're talking you're talking major larger scale full-on electricity okay that's television Yeah. yeah Everything. You're yeah. not like, you know, take Alexandria, but expand it by a million, and that's what you're looking at here. Now, you know, you've got however many people. I think they said that's – I think the, the number dropped was like 200,000. So you're not looking at wow. like little rinky-dink town. You're looking at a large population. Now we have something. You know what I mean? That I want to work within. I want to see the governmental bodies there. I want to, I want to watch that go on because I think that speaks to what's going mm-hmm. on today. Oh, they even got a football team. Okay. Yeah, right? They even got a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else you got? Oh, got it. Go for it. Got a ship. They call them. They have them. They have all the, uh, all the shows have different names for the characters. So, like, the old walkers, obviously, for The Walking Dead. This particular show calls them the empties. So, you know, like, you could totally just take them, put them all in football gear. And that pretty much renders them <laughs> through the helmets anyway. So you could essentially set up football matches between fucking walkers. See, I'd say to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie football. This fall on fire. <laughs> <laughs> One of the teams from League football, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? The King of Horror is a huge fan of Joe Bob Briggs. And we have talked about, uh, we have talked about his Halloween hideaway, which is going to be live on the shutter TV feed this Friday, but available to watch on the shutter app on uh, Monday, the 26th. Uh, The titles of the double feature for his Halloween hideaway have remained a secret, but uh, Joe Bob Briggs has given some hints about what the films will be. Now, uh, we will see the king of horror and test his horror knowledge to see if he has any theories because Joe Bob Briggs says that the two movies, two movies being featured in the Halloween hideaway, both 
have homicidal druids and zombies, but both of these films were released 31 years apart. That's all the information that's been given. Homicidal druids. And zombies. And, oh, together. Hmm. Yes. A couple of Italian well, titles that he might go with. Well, would the, fir- well, would the first one be would the first one be Phantasm? No. Well, again, he no. he hasn't given any clues other than that, and uh, and that both of the, the titles were uh, there was a thirty one year gap uh, between the titles. Yeah, I, I don't know. It definitely wouldn't be Phantasm because he wouldn't say the druids and zombies because there's not druids or zombies in Phantasm. They're just kind of uh, mutants that work for Pride the and Prejudice. <laughs> and Little Women. Well, it could be that. It could be that. I don't know. We'll be well, waiting the, here. Uh, if the King of Horror has any ideas, maybe we'll revisit uh, this 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 idea uh, later in in our programming. Uh, but that's what Joe Bob Briggs has to say. Uh, previously on this uh, program, the monkey uh, who has our pick this evening uh, had another pick, and I believe it was his pick. Uh, monkey, it was you uh, that blessed us with the viewing of Hocus Pocus. Is that correct? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so the <laughs> cast uh, of Hocus Pocus, uh, all three of the Sanderson sisters, have joined forces for what is going to be a one-hour online special in search of the Sanderson sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween uh, special. Uh, and I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> this is, uh, has, a, has a very extensive additional cast. Uh, it's going to feature the three original sisters. It's going to be hosted by none other than Elvira, Queen of the Dark, and uh, taking part in this will be such notable performers such as Thora Birch, Glenn Close, Billy Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jennifer Hudson, John Stamos, Martin Short, Sarah Silverman, Meryl Streep, Keenan Thompson, and many other special guests. Uh, so, so they got a bunch of people fan, who are doing nothing. <laughs> well, I Actually, mean, everybody's doing nothing right now, man. Dead. Huh? No, I was just saying Thora Birch is just coming off of The Walking Dead. She played Gamma. You know that fucking shocked the shit out of me, man. I had no idea where that girl went, and all of a sudden, like I'm while we're watching, and you know, I was like, she looks familiar, and I happened to catch the name in the credits. Um, so yeah, really? She was uh, she was Gamma? She was Gamma, absolutely. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Oh wow! Nearly that. unrecognizable. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very unrecognizable. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, uh, this, uh, this Halloween special, this Hocus Pocus, uh, this cast reunion special uh, is a charity benefit for the New York Restoration Project. And, uh, you know, if that's your thing, then uh, it should be a fun event for you uh, to catch up with the cast and uh, see what's going on with all of these performers and uh, have a fun time uh, on the Internet uh, because, you know, that's where everything is happening uh, these days. 
Uh, we've talked about yeah. streaming services tonight, and Disney Plus has announced a new project. It's been talked about of this becoming a film for quite some time, but now it seems that uh, Disney Plus has put in a series order. Uh, there is going to be a Willow series for Disney Plus starring <laughs> Davis. Uh, that is going to begin filming sometime next year in Wales, uh, the same place that the original Ron, Ron Howard-directed Willow film uh, was filmed as well. So uh, if you are a fan of the Willow film, uh, the dark fantasy epic uh, with Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer, um, there will be a, a Willow series on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be directed by somebody named John R. Chu. Uh, God bless you. And what else do we have going on? Thank you. Uh, we got the Mar- I had no got idea. The I don't think coming in a week and a half, man. That's what we got. Well, that's, oh, uh, that's Disney Plus Mandalorian, sure. Um, yeah. The but John M. Chu I, I is the director of Crazy Rich Asians. Nice. Oh, okay. Okay. Good for him. Um, that was a really so funny move. I had. Yeah, I, I've heard, and it's been on my. It's, it's on my never-ending list <laughs> of stuff that I never get to. So anyway, uh, I had no idea that this was taking place. I don't think that we've talked about it on the show, but apparently uh, somebody named Kurt Winters has directed a Children of the Corn remake. Mm-hmm. And that this has been filming all along during the pandemic with the strictest safety protocols filming in Australia. Uh, But it was announced that this Children of the Corn remake has been given the rating of R for violence and the bloody images, when it's often the case that a lot of remakes get the PG-13. There's no release date yet, but uh, Children of the Corn will be rated R uh, for violence and bloody imagery. And they also got busted for, you know, not complying with a lot of those rules by filming during quarantine. So they're a bunch of fuckers. Yeah, you know what? You know, don't film your fucking movie. Like, there's rules, but they're like, no, we're going to sneak off and do it. I crikey. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. You know, if I can pay attention to the rules, but they got busted anyway, so that's why I got delayed. But uh, uh, Children of the Corn reboot, there's been like five of them. I don't know if I can handle another one. It'll be on Sci Fi next week, I'm sure. It'll be part of the Children of the Corn Saturday. It's whatever marathon they're running on. <laughs> I'll tell you what we got. We got a new Borat coming this Friday, man. That's that's what we definitely we do. And it's coming to Prime, and it's coming out on Friday on Prime. And what's really awesome, especially with the fucking uh, the crazy news that everyone is talking about about uh, Rudy Giuliani's appearance in the film. His penis. uh, Yeah. Amazon Amazon Prime on Friday, uh, just on Friday, is. Is, is taking down the paywall and is making Borat the sequel available to everyone, regardless of whether or not you have a Prime subscription. That's so, uh, if, <laughs> yes. if you don't have a very nice. If, if you don't have a Prime <laughs> subscription, if you don't have a Prime subscription and you want to see it, uh, you will be able to watch it on Friday. Uh, there, you will so be able bad. to watch it without a subscription, uh, which is a pretty, pretty, you know, in in this day and age, that's a pretty sweet thing. Uh, for them to do. So um, I don't know if I will sure. be able to get to it on Friday uh, per se, but I do have a Prime subscription and we'll be looking forward to catching it as soon as possible. That's one that I will not be just uh, put putting goat, off, So Just put goat in envelope and send to Amazon and you're good. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, the, that's really honest and correct. Yep. <laughs> She's 15. She's too old for you. <laughs> yeah, but him laying oh, yeah. flat on his back on the bed with his hands in his pants, jiggling Taking his dick around—that's that's, 
That's more yep. of the startling uh, imagery there. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, any of this yet, man. I've been waiting. I, I've been avoiding this shit. Now, don't talk about it too much. I don't want that shit cut out when the movie fucking finally comes out on All right. Friday. Well, it's not going to be cut out. And what I can tell you, what I can tell you, Ghoul, if you don't want to hear about it, don't open up any fucking social media because it's the only thing no. people are talking about right now. I know this. No, the only I know thing I've going seen. on. I've seen the whole thing of, you know, be, I know that Giuliani's in it in some kind of manner that is fucking completely horrible and terrible and all that. I just don't know any of the details of it. I haven't clicked on any of the links. I'm not clicking on the video, nothing. I am waiting. I want, I want to watch that on Friday, and I want fucking belly splitting on the floor fucking hilarity to ensue, as it always does. I tried fucking going to sleep yeah, in the happen. movie, the first movie, the other night. And I don't know, I made about all of 10 to 15 fucking minutes into it, and I was like, I can't, because I'm sitting here like a child I'm telling you, man, with my back, eyes closed. Go <laughs> back and watch the shit. Go back and watch this, the clip, the, 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 uh, the Borat segments from the Ali G show. They're all on YouTube, dude. It's mm-hmm. fucking di- – it's like it's, I can't watch it either, man. I laugh my fucking ass off. It's hilarious. It is completely held up. Some of that stuff from the, from the Ali G show is like 12 to 14 years old already, man. This mm-hmm. shit is fucking hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. He interviewed Trump on that show. I remember that segment, one of the best ones he ever did. <laughs> Trump had no idea what was going on, but it's the, the genius of Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. Uh, but what is next, dude? What do you got? El, uh, some more Elvira stuff. Uh, Elvira, okay. uh, the mistress of the dark, uh, has a new uh, comic coming out that she has written herself with her longtime collaborator, David Avalov. Uh, it's going to be titled Omega Mayhem. Uh, it's a 48-page story that she says has been inspired by Omega Man, The Walking Dead, Bad Max, uh, 28 Days Later, and many other things. Um, it's written and complete. It was only it started as a Kickstarter uh, that had a very modest goal of six thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars, but currently that Kickstarter <laughs> is standing at fifty-three thousand dollars and fifty-three thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, she's made a ton of Ooh, dough, and then the only place to get is on her Kickstarter, uh, where there are several different variations of the book uh, that you can acquire that have different kinds of special features, and so on and so forth. But she's very excited about it, um, and if you're into Elvira and that's your kind of thing, uh, head on over to Elvira's Kickstarter, uh, where you can get her new comic book, Omega Man. Uh, I always wonder with things on, like that. Sorry, for like the Kickstarters, right? Like, okay, something like that where it's somebody that we know within the community or if it's an actor or an actress, I get when like, you know, little things that happen, they're not going to vanish. You know, but sometimes I'm just like going through some of those those campaigns and whatnot. And you'll see somebody that, you know, had put something together, was only looking for like, you know, $10,000. But, you know, their fucking campaign is currently at like 1,500,000 fucking thousand, you know, like an increase of like 5,000 fucking percent. Like, what happens to the majority of those? Like, do they just fucking vanish off the planet? Do, does the product ever get made? Like, you know, I know every now and again I've seen something in, like, that seen-on-TV store, but very rarely do I ever end up actually seeing the products themselves ever really make it to, like, any kind of retail. Yeah, and, and a lot of projects like that that are on there where, it's, you know, they saw about uh, being frauding people out of money where it's like we got this fucking project. And then you just take the money. And yeah, you know, um, you know it's, it's, I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. But I know that you know I've uh, donated uh, some dollars to different uh, Kickstarters or GoFundmes for 
you know, for bands that I'm fans of that were looking mm. to, you know, in this day and age where like record companies are essentially gone and you don't get the money from a record company to make a record like bands I like are like, look, we need money to make a fucking record. Like here, here's how you can help us do that. And here are the level of donations you can make. And here are the, the things that you can get, um, you know, if you donate money. So like if, an artist that I like it has put out a Kickstarter and they say, all right, if you donate 50 bucks, when our album comes out, you get the autographed copy on vinyl and a t-shirt. Like right. I've gone for that. Mm-hmm. And I've never, I've never been let down. Like anything that I've ever put money towards has always delivered on the back end. Which again, is fine awesome. and dandy, but like what I'm saying is, is like, okay, again, their goal, let's say was $10,000. So they had a definitive idea. Like, Hey, I get $10,000. This is what I'm going to do. These are the things that I'm going to give the people for giving it. But now all of a sudden, that $10,000 is blown up to $50,000, $100,000, a million dollars. Now, what are they doing? Like, you know, I know in some cases they have things they call, I guess, a stretch goals and shit like that. But, like, they don't, like, do they ever go back and say, hey, you know what, not for nothing, guys? Considering we fucking ended up making a fucking million times what we initially were asking for everybody, we're going to throw in extra perks or bonuses because, you know what, you guys are fucking all the people that helped start this shit in the first place. Or does it just be that, hey, we're still going to stick to the $10,000, that we were initially thinking about getting because now we have fucking, you know, $990,000 that we didn't have prior. I know that I've mm-hmm. participated in Kickstarters for certain Euro games and stuff like that. And the game, like you said, the game really, really blew up. And like you said, they, they, once the finished product came out and it was mailed to you, they threw in extra stuff going, yeah, because we exceeded our goal so much here's some extra stuff for the game to make the game better that we were thinking about putting out, but we're sure. So here you go. You know, <laughs> we were able to afford uh, and, so. <laughs> yeah. And I know some of those funding sites, they don't take the money from you unless the product is actually coming out as well too. I think they, they hold it or something, but they actually have the money sitting there this way. If for whatever reason, the person pulls out of the product, uh, the project, you'll get your money back. So I guess that, that's, yeah, that's good happened to too. In, that, in that regards. <laughs> yeah, There's that's, something that's that keeps the technology shit something. on there that I'm like, wow, man, 300 bucks to get in on the ground floor for this thing. And it's, you know, it's fucking currently at like, you know, over again, over a million fucking dollars. It's like, do I throw in that 300 just to get this thing? You know, or you'll get, if you, yeah. you know, if you do the perk for 300 bucks, you could get five of the product. You know, now let's say that's something that when you see it in stores, it's going to be selling for a grand a piece, and I could have gotten five of them for three. It's like, hmm, do you do it or not? You know, but then again, like I said, if the product doesn't end up getting fucking made or if the product is shit, then you kind of add a 300 bucks and you're stuck with a shitty product. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth the risk. I'm not a gambling guy. I wouldn't take it. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's like, the thing. Like, I don't know about Glass? risking gambling, but, like, I am, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm very particular um, about what I choose to spend, uh, you know, right. I, I guess like excess money on, and uh, it would have to be something of of importance, or uh, you know, a product, or and by product, whether that's an album or like a movie or whatever, uh, like someone that I have some type of history of as a fan and faith in 
uh, that product being delivered. Like I know that you can go on Kickstarter and there's like all kinds of inventors and product people like pitching all kinds of shit to like, you know, just out into the world, you know, like uh, just as an example, like I'm a fan of a musical artist from New England uh, named Ryan Montblow. And several years ago, like he did a GoFundMe for his album and like I donated my money and I got my record and like, like a, like a framed signed lyric sheet. It was awesome. Uh, but like you can go on those sites and just look at listings of different stuff. Like I would never go and be like, Oh, I'm going to go look for something random and, uh, you know, spend my money on it and hope that I get it. Like I would, I would consider making that kind of investment in something that's a known entity that's specifically being targeted to me, uh, by an entity that I'm familiar with, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to be making some Kickstarter donation to some random shit that I have never, that I have no idea about. (laughs) <laughs> Good point. All right, so you do so have, do you have any last th- do you have any last things for horror? I mean, if news? we start a Kickstarter for talking terror, I'm telling you now, man, if everybody starts donating and we exceed, we're gonna have the king dancing. We're gonna go videos, like straight up YouTube videos. We're gonna start doing that. We're gonna fly we're gonna do live broadcasts on a regular basis where we're gonna all fly to California. And we're going to get the king. We're going to put him in the fucking in the pool with dolphins and shit like that. We're going to do some magic shit. But that's only if you donate to the Kickstarter campaign. That somebody else has to so gonna make him, to the beach. You know, we're not fucking We're going to make him fuck Shamu in the blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Shamu in the blowhole? That's fucked up. Nah, I don't want that, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't touch my gills, man. <laughs> Don't do it. They're sensitive. <laughs> but yeah, what, what else do you have? We have just on the show recently covered uh, the original controversial I spit on your grave. And it just so happens that uh, right after us covering the show, it's been announced that there's going to be a very, very special limited collector's box set that is going to feature the original I spit on your grave that has been completely restored from the original negatives and the audio all remastered. Um, It's also going to feature the sequel uh, to I Spit on Your Grave, I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. And it also is going to feature a documentary directed by uh, the director's son, uh, Terry Zarchi, uh, that is titled Growing Up with I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, this is only available exclusively on a site your mom. called Roninflix, uh, <laughs> Roninflix.com. Uh, it will be available on November 11th, and there's only going to be 5,000 copies available. So uh, if you are a completist for all things I spit on your grave, uh, here's an opportunity to own a brilliant restoration of the original film, uh, the sequel, and the documentary, um, 5,000 copies. So get a while it's hot. See, it never failed. What we made happen. What we make happen. I was just going to say that, monkey. <laughs> See, look what happens. We cover it. So many people were interested in a movie that they had no idea existed. They all got in contact with these people, and they were like, you know what? We got to get a fucking special edition put together now. Thank you, Talking Tower. Did we see anything back from it, though? No. You should demand it. No. If you order that right now, you order it, you talk to them, be like, hey, you need to kick some money back to Talking Terror, because you know what? Those guys are the reason why you guys are making that DVD now. Not really. <laughs> we, could have, we could have done the fan commentary. We could have been an extra on that fucking Blu-ray. Fan commentary about the Talking Terror crew. The king would have been part of the movie. 
Great. So people would turn on the special features uh, to hear the uh, the audio commentary and just hear a bunch of people talking all over each other. That doesn't make any sense. No, or or, or, or just have a timed right so the king's going, yeah, the monkey doesn't like it because it's not fucking right. That's right. (laughs) Even even better, though, we can take the movie, okay, and we can superimpose the king in as the female character for all of the race sequences. (laughs) And there we would have just utter hilarity ensuing. Uh, be the king cut. <laughs> just king cut on the, the rock. King character. <laughs> I do look good the rock, in the two piece, guys. That, that, that would be great, man. The guy with the suspenders, he'd be taking his fucking, you know, his, his wonky donkey twisting and shouting in your ass, and you'd be good to go. Well, and that was Andy <laughs> that was doing that. So it would be Andy getting raped by oh, Andy. Andy. Andy on Andy violence, man. That's fucking, that's like a, <laughs> dude, you guys might like turn <laughs> that's into a that's black That's the king hole. of horrors kind of party like, right there. That might be a fucking Hadron Collider type type level fucking paradox, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Andy and Andy, dude. That'd be like Buzz fucking butt fucking, you know, Andy and fucking Toy Story. Oh, you got there. I was waiting for it. You got the Toy Story. That was what you were going to get there. Yeah, that's true. We never got to see that type of a movie. All right. So, do you have anything else, Dean? Yes, and finally, uh, since we've been talking so much about the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Friday the 13th box set, uh, you know, there is something that has just, uh, you know, it has not at all uh, taken away from my happiness in having it uh, and my ownership of this set, but uh, there's a bit of disappointment and surprise because of, you would imagine all of the work that went in and putting this thing together, how on earth is it that there could be problems with this box set? Uh, they have announced, uh, you know, Screen Factory has announced uh, that three of the discs uh, have potential errors. Um, it's not known to how many of the sets uh, are having these errors, but these are what the errors are. In, in Friday the 13th, Part 3, in the opening credits, uh, you know, in the scene when, like, the Friday the 13th would shoot off the screen into the 3D, uh, there's yeah. a problem with the movement of those opening credits. They're not correct. Uh, in Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell, uh, they are missing this additional, uh, this gore that was put back, this missed, um, this snapped wrist, gory snapped wrist scene is missing from an uncut scene. And then also in the uh, Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell, uh, when they show the scene of Jason, uh, you know, slamming the sleeping bag, uh, there's missing audio. Uh, so um, there's a fix. Uh, there's a website called DiscShipment.com, and you just go there, and in the drop-down box when it says what to be replaced, you just put Friday the 13th, uh, and then you have to put, like, a screen cap of your receipt or proof of purchase. I have not taken out those particular get discs and examined uh, to see if I have the problem with my set, but without wasting any time, I did go to that site and just, um, you know, fill out the the form. Uh, these replacement discs are going to ship around November 20th. Uh, but, you know, I feel like you go through so much work to put this together. How could this happen? Where's the quality control? I was so disappointed. And in my reading about it, uh, I learned that uh, this has been like, 
kind of a common occurrence when it comes to packages from Screen Factory, uh, you know, which was very disappointing to me, uh, like quite a bummer. And I think it takes away just from like this tiniest bit of hype uh, surrounding the box set. And I would hope that people that have acquired the box set are uh, horror fans enough to be, you know, reading horror sites on the regular and are being made to be aware of this particular news. So I just wanted to share that with you. I know that uh, the ghoul has this set on the way for the Christmas holidays and hopes that he has the opportunity to get to that or, you know, get to that site and check it out. I don't know how long uh, the replacement discs are going to be available, um, but imagining that people are buying this for the holidays, probably quite some time. But anyway, it was just kind of a bummer to hear that, man. And again, I don't even know if my set is, is having the errors, but just like you're going to put this beautiful set together and charge a premium and like, Get get it right. Like, how could this have happened? Yeah. Yeah, but the same thing happens know. with video games too, man. Is that like yeah. you know, Google and I both understand. You buy brand new video games and then you got to download a million patches because they fucked up on some shit that, that they never got around to, but they were pushing that release date. You know, but yeah, I'll, man, for you to have actual physical <laughs> stuff, you know, yeah, I I, I get it, man. I've, you know, and hopefully your set doesn't have it, Dean. Sorry, Google. What were you gonna say? What? Oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, either way, though, no matter what, whether he has it or not, he's already put in for the replacement discs. Um, yeah, I know my stuff. I, right now, uh, the company, you know, Screen Factory, through their, through their online thing, Shout Factory, uh, everything's super delayed. Um, you know, like, I haven't even gotten the email. Like, I know they, they sent me the email that said that they received my order, um, but I still haven't even gotten the email that told me that they processed the order for the Friday the 13th box set. Um, and then kind of as uh, for two parts, like for, t- for tonight, um, for the movie, you know, one, I, because the human centipede is, 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 is the human centipede, but they have a three film set called the complete sequence, which takes all three of the human centipede movies. And then in particular, they took the second movie, which was done in black and white and they colorized it. Um, that was of particular interest to me. So I went and ordered that and I got the same thing. They've received it, but I still haven't gotten the, the email telling me that they processed it. So I, I kind of did it to experiment to see if maybe something went wrong when I went to order the Friday the 13th movies. Um, but apparently not. I mean, according to what they say on the site is processing could be up to two weeks at this point because of delays uh, between COVID and just, I'm going to guess, just a rush of people looking to order shit with the holidays coming and everything. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll have it before Christmas. I'm really hoping that maybe I get lucky and maybe they look to, to have the fix and patch put together and in the newer sets as they're releasing them. Um, but you know, we'll see. Well, uh, ghoul, you won't, you won't be needing them, but monkey and, and, uh, King of horror, uh, when my replacement discs come in, uh, whether or not the discs with the set, uh, you know, have the have the issue or not, uh, I know the 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 ghoul is getting the set. So uh, King and Monkey, you can you can fight over you can fight over the the, the extra discs if you want to have them. Uh, so cool. Thanks, uh, you guys can have oh, a man, battle. Man. You guys can have a battle royale, and whoever wins, no. however you guys want to like duke it out, uh, I'll, I'll send them to you in the mail. Mortal I have no idea. 
No, we can do something with this, though. You guys being in such close proximity to each other, we can make this either like an arm wrestling competition, uh, a jello wrestling thing, something. You know, no. Maybe we'll put this up for like the fans on Instagram or Facebook to figure out. Um, and then this way they can figure out some kind of way to put the monkey and the king together. Maybe I'll even take the two-plus-hour trek out there so that I can film it for everybody and we can actually have something. <laughs> yeah, <occur>. content piece, content <laughs> piece. We got a content piece. This is fantastic. No, you don't, because I already said I own them all on DVD and Blu-ray, so he could have them. Doesn't so matter. No you, you want this. You want this. Nope. You're in, dude. Nope. You're in. You're already nope. volunteering. I don't want it at all. Shit. It's not even my favorite franchise. <laughs> Why would I want it? Why would I want uh, these extra discs? I, I mean, listen, man, the, the alternative is going to be we're going to make you watch The NeverEnding Story, Labyrinth. I mean, I'm going to line up I some nightmarish fucking fueled stuff. Yeah, I'm saying for the show. I'm saying for the show. Oh. You're going to be you're gonna be in hell for the next couple of months. Yeah. So you better get ready for whatever contest you're going to be doing. See, that content I'm okay with, but, yeah, disc-wise, yeah, Monkey could have them because I already have all of them, and I have double discs as well. So he could have any extra content. From the Friday 13th uh, discs. As far as anything else goes, I'm game for, you know, even including uh, superimposing myself and I sit in your uh, but I will not fight over discs that I already have. So, but with that being said, Monkey, uh, it is your pick. Way to actually. ruin the content piece. Oh, and then the, the final, final word, this is just like, this is not, this is just one sentence that, that doesn't need any uh-huh. discussion, but uh, it should warm the King of Horror's heart to know that August 27th, 2021, uh, he could look forward to the release of Candyman. No, we'll see if theaters are even around. We'll see if there's even a theater to go to in August. So, but yeah, so that is uh, exciting news. So, but anyway, Monkey, uh, Human Centipede first sequence, 2009, directed by Tom Six. This is your pick, so let's get into it. Okay, Human Centipede is yeah. about two really okay. It's about two really fucking stupid American women who decide to travel to Europe with no common sense, no knowledge of foreign languages, and no actual life skills, with the exception of the credit card that is. That being said, one stormy night they blow a tire. Since they have no life skills, they can't change their tire, so they seek shelter in a beautiful lone house in the middle of the woods. Little do they know that the owner of this house has something very special planned for them. And no, it's not gingerbread. But rather, to become part of a li- become a living part of one of the most demented science experiments ever. The human centipede! That's the viva! Okay. <laughs> yeah, so this was my about. first time viewing <laughs> This was my first time viewing it. Uh, I picked it again because I felt like I needed a palate cleanser. I needed to feel scared, upset, you know, something to make me cringe, anything, you know, something to bring me back to why we all started watching horror movies, and that's just to be scared. Um, yeah, this movie actually helped reset some of that. Uh, while there are definitely a, quite a few moments where I felt the movie was dragging and starting to drift itself into art house territory, the movie would do something to shock you right back into <laughs> it, going, nah, nah, bitch, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay right the fuck here. So I'm really glad I finally got around to watching this movie. All right. Uh, Ghoul, what do you think about the human centipede? Ghoul, what do you think about the human centipede? Okay, hold on. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, to swallow back and make sure that I did you, did you say you thought this was drifting into art house territory. I mean, we watched no, the same movie, right? 
Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying when you would have those lulls and the weird shots and you'd feel like, no, I'm saying it didn't. I was saying when I would start to feel like, you know, or fear, actually, that it was going to go in that territory because the movie would slow down in little parts. I was scared that mm-hmm. it was going to go there just because, it was, you know, it's a foreign movie. I'd never seen this before. So I was scared that it was going to go that way. But then, no, it'd slap you in the face and go, no, <laughs> this is where we're at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I guess I kind of get it, man. Yeah, that, that, there's nothing art house when it comes to the human therapy, <laughs> man. I mean, it's it's literally what the fuck it is. You know, the, 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 the best thing about this film is the fact that at least it literally will deliver what it tells you it's going to deliver. It's not a case in which things are hidden. It's not a case in which things are shied away from. Could they have gone gorier, crazier, more oh, yeah. disgusting? Yes, they absolutely could have. But Tom Six chose not to, or whoever his investors were, were like, nine, 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 nine. <laughs> you cannot do that. Um, but regardless, you know, this is the human centipede. So my feelings on it, you know, I've obviously, I've seen this movie a number of times. Uh, it's probably my fourth or fifth time watching it. Maybe my third time watching it from, from start to finish. If I remember right, me and the Dean watched this. We were heavily, heavily under the influence of the, the mighty green when, when we watched yes. it the first time. And, <laughs> you and are the, correct. Amount of, the amount of <laughs> laughter that I remember occurring while we watched this film is one of those where we can't breathe. We're on the floor in front of the couch at times because there's just shit going down. That is so fucking absurd that you just kind of can't, your mind can't even quite comprehend it that first time, especially when you're high as fuck. Um, <laughs> now, while I find the film quite humorous, See, I find this funny. There's nothing scary about it. There's nothing disturbing about it. I, this, nope, for me, nope. is a comedy film. Um, you know, the way everything's portrayed, the way the characters are portrayed, the way everything's a stereotype. Uh, so do I still enjoy the film? Yes, I do. Do I still find it funny? Yes, I do. Um, but just like <laughs> any comedy film, every time I watch the movie, it dulls it a little bit more and more and more each time. It definitely doesn't get enriched with multiple viewings. Mm-hmm. Right. Dean, what do you think about the human centipede? Uh, you know, similar to what the ghoul is saying, except that uh, well, I, I don't look at this fully. I don't look at it fully as a comedy. And yes, our our viewing, and again, my my viewing with the ghoul was my my only viewing up until now. So it's been quite some time since I've seen it. Look, when the Human Centipede came out, uh, before we got a chance to watch it, there was all. It was one of those uh, that kind of came along. Uh, you know, one of these off the beaten path uh, horror movies that had all this like controversial talk surrounding it um oh have you heard about the human centipede um you know what is the human centipede uh there was all this like weird buzz uh but like different kind of buzz like that underground horror buzz not like the mainstream horror buzz but like oh maybe there's like something new and controversial that we haven't seen before and yeah man i mean the the human centipede like yes this element of this that's just fucking hilarious like i can remember when we get into the particulars of the movie there's one scene in particular that i remember uh that we were just that we were like falling off the fucking couch like trying to keep our shit from puking laughing so hard um but 
I think what makes this movie is, and, and again, he has his far name, so I don't know exactly what the proper pronunciation, but Dieter Laser or Dieter Lasser or Dieter Lesser, whatever Laser. the pronunciation of his name is. Dieter um, Laser. It's, it, it's, his, it's his performance uh, in this film which makes it for me. Uh, he is so convincing in his role uh, that it gives it this kind of like this, this, this just most fucking ridiculous concept. It gives it like this grave seriousness because he's so committed to his performance. Um, and that is what I remembered, uh, not the most, but what stood out to my memories of this film. And then again, uh, to, to see it uh, again, like once again, it was like, Oh, he is just so fucking into this nonsense that he is saying. So, um, you know, is this a, did I find this to be an enjoyable film to watch again? No. And, you know, while I totally had the greatest time watching it for the first time, I still have yet to have seen or the final sequence. So I don't know if that made me if there's some kind of philosophical reason for my, my not seeing those two. Uh, but yes, The Human Centipede, it's one of these weird movies, uh, you know, in the genre uh, that it's like its own complete thing altogether. Um, and, and yes, I, 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 I think overall, yes, I, I find much enjoyment uh, with the human centipede. All right, cool. King, what did you think of this movie, man? Very nice. Um, I mean, much like the Gullet said, I don't really consider this so much of a, a horror movie as a horror comedy. Uh, and yes, very much so. Dieter Laser as Dr. Heider is the highlight of the movie because he's just so committed to the role, like the Dean had said, of playing this, this mad Nazi-esque scientist who just has this one final performance he wants to do of connecting the human centipede, and it's fantastic. Um, but the, again, yeah, uh, like the Dean had said, when this movie first came out, it was 100% medically accurate. And it's like, you know, it's disturbing, and it's fucked up, and you can't believe the shit you're about to see with this movie. And in 2009, I saw it, and I was like, it's fine. It's, it's a fun movie. It's a fun ride. But I didn't see anything in there where I'm like, oh, shit, they really went there? Ooh, shit. Like, watch Pasolini's uh, Sallow, 120 Days of Sodom. You know, watch Caligula with Malcolm McDowell. If you want to see some fucking <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know that, yeah, that movie, I don't know about Caligula, but Sallow, 120 Days of Sodom, is a fucking Criterion release. Yes, it is. And it's fucked up, and it's fucking weird, and there's people eating shit. You know, and it's just, to me, that's, you know, it's just it's a lot more either. in line. <laughs> but yeah, and Human Centipede, I've seen all three parts, and the final part, the final sequence, part three, is my favorite because it's just, if you thought that Dieter Laser was over the top in this movie, you have no idea because all he does is coke in the third one as a prison warden and just connecting prisoner after prisoner in Human Centipede and it's fucking up the walls. It's my favorite one. But the Human Centipede, the first one sets the pace. You know, it, it gets you going on this crazy ride of a weird experimentation, you know, in a place where you shouldn't be, which is German. Yeah. In the backwoods. Now, um, the other thing that you were talking about, and actually everyone was talking about, was, you know, the the lore behind this movie about, you know, everyone's was blowing this movie up, you know. Um, and I was talking about it on the horror forums, about how we're going to watch this. And this is a movie where its reputation really fucking precedes itself. You know, there mm -hmm. there are t a ton of people out there who simply refuse to watch this movie. It's and you know, and if you've sat down and watched it, you know, you get this weird little badge of honor, you know, on on the forums, you know, going, "Wow, you actually watched that fucking movie?" You know, because yeah, you know, I mentioned that we were going to watch this. You know, the diva fucking ran straight out of the fucking room. Was like, nope, I'm not fucking watching that. 
you know, and there's a lot of people out there where this movie is like, you know, it's so hyped up and that it's so hardcore that people yeah. are just, you know, even horror fans are scared to approach this movie. It's well, the it's funny. It. Yeah, I, absolutely. It is. I yeah. think that's the case. The funny thing, too, with this film is that this is one of those where, you know, I'll bring it to a, a fear and loathing reference where when Hunter S. Thompson is talking about how if you look to the horizon in a, certain, in a specific direction, you can see where the wave hit, crashed, and receded. I feel like the human centipede is like one of those moments in horror films. It was like the pinnacle mm-hmm. of the torture porn. You know, like we had had yep. the hostile yep. films. We had all those other films that were huge in the 2000s in which it was all about Saw. fucking fucked up shit that you're going to do to human people. And oh my, like, you know, look at the Hills Have Eyes remake, like all the films like that. Yeah. We're like, let's see how fucked up we can get. Well, this took it to that like extreme level where you thought all those other films were going to go, but never did. This one was like, Tom six was simply, you know what? Fuck it. Everybody's talking about this ass to mouth thing. Well, you know what? I'm going to stow a bunch of fucking people's mouths to people's asses. And, and that's going to be that. I mean, so much so that he didn't even bother telling the people funding the film that he was going to do that. Like he kept that shit fucking, kept that shit secret so that they didn't pull the fuck out. Because once you start mentioning that kind of shit, people are like, yeah, we're not going to give you money. Um, but, you know, he got away with it, and he did it. But I feel like this is one of those movies that it hit that. Now, I know there's been plenty of, you know, quote-unquote torture porn films that have come out since then, but I feel like this is one of those heights. Like, this is one of those that, like, everybody knows. They know it because of the reputation. They know it because of the name. There are people that will never see this movie, yet they'll tell you that they know what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or uh, yeah, on the flip side, it's like, you know, people are like, no, I saw the South Park episode. There's no fucking way I'm going to watch that fucking movie. The, even the, the South Park episode screwed with, me up. The I sent a pad <laughs> yeah, you know, hilarious, it. man. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But, yeah, with, <clears throat> with the human centipede, you have the two characters of, of uh, Lindsay and Jenny who are, like the monkey had said, you know, in Germany on vacation. You know, they're trying to, you know, get to the bunker club and trying to make their way around. Um, but they end up going the back club. roads of Germany, which you probably shouldn't do, but they do. And when they bust a tire, they land at the front door of Dr. Heider, who lives by himself in isolation because I hate human beings. I'm like, I feel you, man. <laughs> like, I will be living in your house, too. Like, fuck the humans. Like, you know, I just want to live in my mansion with my fucking pool, you know, and I got my <laughs> underground lair. I mean, it's, it's, he's living a good life, you know, away. But all the while, flipping them were hypno. Rick drug. <laughs> you know, perfect fucking, you know, one. Like, oh, that ain't good. Put your mouth. Bro, hit no. Make you dizzy, tired. <laughs> and just, you know, giving them the doses in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then it throws me off because immediately you get the rape drug, and then immediately, like, we're 30 minutes into the movie or something like that, we're, we're down into the evil laboratory where he's telling you exactly what's getting ready to happen. Like, this movie doesn't try to surprise you. Like, you know, you don't know what he's doing throughout the entire movie, you know, and then you <laughs> get that season. shock yeah. at the, you know, and you get that shock at the end of, ta-da, it's the human centipede. No, that's the thing that fucks you up about this movie. Yeah. It gets you straight up from the beginning going, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Buckle in. That, that's <laughs> probably my favorite fucking sequence in this movie among the others. Is this him explaining it to him? 
Or you have Tetsuro in his fucking bed going, the Japanese do not get cornered. They attack. What the fuck are you doing? What are you talking about? He's like, anyway, I'm going to rip <laughs> open your ass, and I'm going to put her mouth onto your asshole, and one of you is going to be the front. And then the justice system, and they're screaming, and he's like, anyway, you guys are not listening what I'm talking about. Like, you know, getting louder and louder I wish, with his explanation. I wish there was a way. I'm hoping or wishing that there was a way on, like, the Blu-ray that you could take that sequence and have it where you only hear his explanation and then have it where you only hear the Japanese guys yelling and screaming. Because while I know the part of, like, the, the humor involved with it is him yelling over him and, you know, him saying all these outlandish things about the Japanese while fucking Hyder is busy trying to explain this, this procedure, I just want to get, like, every little detail of Hyder's explanation for this as he's talking about how he's going to cut the flaps and he's going to make, you know, incisions on the ass that are going to come up and they're going to be perfectly perforated to fit the incisions on the face. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, just, it's such fantastic fucking, again, it's all, it's all Dieter Laser. Like, in this Dang. movie, if that character, if that actor isn't committed to this performance, the way that this guy per- he committed to it, this film falls completely down. Falls completely down. He is everything for this movie. And it's great because once he explains it, and then you have Lindsay making her escape at one point to free herself, and he's just casually chasing her around the house. Like when she gets in the pool, and he's explaining how the middle section is the worst part to be in because your wounds aren't going to heal as fast. It's probably going to be the most painful position to be in within the centipede to be the bee. And then he closes the pool top over her, and he's like, one second, be right back. And just he has no like, care in the world that these people are ever going to be saved. Like, so he just <laughs> takes his loving time to bring her back down well, to the lab and strap her in. Yeah. Well, we've also seen with him killing the trucker from the beginning simply because he doesn't right. match. Yep. You know, I guess based right. on blood mm-hmm. type or whatever it is, you know? So yeah. so at that point, he's got no problem simply executing this guy without – there's no compassion on his face. There's no sympathy. There's no, no, no hint of anything. There's no feeling for him. For him, this is just literally uh, putting you out of, out of misery of life, which is just the fact that you're alive, and that's about it. You know, for me, this was actually a little bit painful to watch – only because I recently, for, uh, for one of my tests for my, my heart, they had to give me an injection that increased my heart rate. And, mm. you know, it's a, like, you know, when, when it occurred, they, they gave me, like, a, you know, an idea of what it was going to feel like, what the side effects would be like and whatnot. But when it actually occurred, and it's not just the heart rate increasing, like, you can't catch your breath. You can't breathe at all. Oh, man. And as I was sitting there in the doctor's chair, and he was doing this just so they could get these, these readings from, from my heart to make sure everything was still, you know, pumping the correct way. You know, it was almost as frightening as when they went in originally because it was it's like I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, my God, this is what it's going to feel like if I have a heart attack and I'm going to fucking die because there's just no right. catching your breath. There's no fucking anything. There's just this, this racing and this wheezing feeling as you're trying to, to just get anything in. And uh, yeah, it's fucking horrifying. So watching him do this to this guy, I'm like, Holy fuck, man. Like, you know, they talk about like lethal injection, shit like that being completely painless. Like, fuck that, man. It's not painless. It's frightening as fuck. You know? So 
Like, that guy, yeah. I, I feel all the fucking sympathy in the world for that guy. You know, the fact that he finally died at the end is just, you know, it's only lucky for him and that he was spared being sewn to two other human beings. And to be the front, to be the A-spot, where it's like, you know, he's not taking Maybe. the brunt of what they're taking. Um, but it's just, it's great to see Hyder in that scene, too, just cracked me up when he finally like, gets him to wake up and he gets the mirror out like fucking Jerome Benton with the time and he's just like, yes, yes, look at this. Look at this, and they start crying, and he's crying tears of joy while they're fucking sobbing, you know, just trying to really get. He's taking pictures, and he is fucking proud. The stitches look good, the bruising's going down. Like this is finally it. And then we get our happy montages of the human centipede in the backyard, <laughs> you know, and him trying to train them to walk and to cooperate as because he's a unit. When the one guy uh, snaps his leg. He, he stabs his leg, and then he wears boots. He's like, he try to him. bite my boots now. Bites my he bites him on the leg like a fucking dog because he's treating them like a pet. Yeah. This is where, this is yeah, where I'm a horrible a human being. I Well, okay, maybe I'm, not, yeah, maybe I'm a horrible human being. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Here, because I've seen this movie before, this was one of those where I wanted the perspective of somebody that hasn't seen this yet. Um, so I, well, I didn't make them watch the whole film. I did have both the 16 year old and the 10 year old both witness the culmination of the sewing together. So they, they both mm. were in the room and they both witnessed the human centipede in all of its glory when it gets unveiled here. And pretty much the 10 year old started laughing, said, that's <laughs> disgusting. And proceeded to completely mm. walk out of the room. Um, but she did come back multiple times to check up on certain things. Particularly, she told me, because he gives the explanation of having to feed them and whatnot. Um, she said, if one of them goes to the bathroom, you need to call me. Because I want to come in the room and see when that happens. So, of course, <laughs> oh. you know, that's, that's our little monster for you. You know, she's all fucking in on the horror scene. <laughs> And the uh, the 16-year-old was completely fascinated by this on way too scientific of a fucking level. I'm locking my doors at night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that scene where Katsuro was eating the uh, the dog food and all of a sudden he needs to take a shit. I just kept thinking about the South Park episode. Oh, no, here it comes. Oh, good luck, Kyle. I believe in you. (laughs) Should I eat the cuttlefish or the vanilla pudding? The cuttlefish. (laughs) I just get flashed back to that because it happens in the ep- in the movie. It's just it, oh, like you feel so bad. I hear she is, you know, face touched to the other guy's asshole, and she has to eat that shit. But with her being constipated, which probably isn't a good thing for Doctor Hyder, because now he's got to realize that one of them is constipated and the other one's dying from sepsis. So well, you can't fucking shit in somebody's mouth and expect them to <laughs> shit the shit. It doesn't work that Mom. way. For a, fu- for a fucking doctor, you know, Dr. Heider, who is fucking an esteemed surgeon who, you know, has spent his career separating conjoined twins. You know, now now he wants to be a fucking artist. He wants to create. He wants to put them back together. All the king's horses and all the king's men. The fucking Humpty fucking Dumpty, you know, but yes, this is when the Dean said before us on the floor fucking, you know, trying to breathe and crying. Uh, I can pretty yeah. sure this is the sequence of where the shitting occurs because, you know, to this point still, yes, me and, and Sam and Zach 
are all fucking just in tears. Wow, she's you know when he's oh shit, I have to shit. I'm sorry, you know, and just <laughs> Kuminosai. <laughs> We we were lucky enough to meet Akihiro, uh, Ashley, and Ashlyn. Yeah. Um, the three mm-hmm. the three centipede parts. Um, Bizarre cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna stop you. Go. Cool. I'm gonna stop you right there. Um, I should have checked in with you uh, in advance, but at the top of our episode, and if you want me to pull it, I will. I did I did put that photo of you with the centipede uh, on the IG. I oh, hope that's, that's okay fine. with you. That, of course it is. They, what I was going to say is, is Akihiro, seriously, is one of the nicest people yes. you know, I so remember sweet. meeting as far as, you know, some of the guests. He was seriously, like, he yeah. went out of his way multiple times just to be so gracious, so friendly. He was enjoying everything about American culture in general. I know he's a yep. Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I still actually yep. follow him on Facebook and stuff like that. You me know, too. if you message mm-hmm. him, he actually will message you back. Like, he is in <laughs> constant contact with everybody, man. He really you should have asked great, him to come say dude. hello this evening. And uh, he has and trouble speaking English, English so, you know. Yeah, limited. So, it's kind of, kind of, kind of, of the issue. You know, but, struggle, uh, yeah, but the, yeah two, they... the two girls were both super hot, you know, totally, totally yep. hot, hot girls. So I was, I was so happy to be in between the two of them for the picture. Um, you know, because they had to put you in the chain of how it actually looked like with well, see, uh, now I... you know him at the front. Well, I got to be the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the middle, middle. Well, not you. I'm that's talking okay. about the, the actual place get there. No, no, he I know, but that's what I'm saying. I've got. I would if I if I was the middle there, I'd have one girl's ass in my mouth and the other girl's mouth on my ass. So you know what? I'm a happy person. So that's your best life. Yeah, that's your best life. I mean, that's you know the best case situation. Oh, <laughs> Except for the fact that I got to eat shit. Well, it's a small price to pay. You know, for having your mouth on your backside. I mean, you know, there's got to be a price. That's it. But no, it's. Yes. <laughs> that was the same con that we saw fucking people getting, you know, paying good money to take pictures with Robert the tire. So, well, that was the first one. Yeah, that was obviously <laughs> one where we saw that fucking tire, and they were paying twenty five dollars to get an autographed picture and a photo with a fucking Goodyear tire. I was like, we are in the wrong business, Auto- my friend. Uh, autographed picture of Robert? No, seriously? no, he would actually run the tread over a oh. picture of Robert the tire, and that would oh, be your autograph. Geez. Yeah, yeah, that's that's $25 for that. But you know what? Again, it's it's fun. People dug it. Yep. You know, I've yet to still even watch the movie Rubber. So, you know, that that's probably going to be a pick no. at some point or another. But, you know, oh, no, no, uh, I've, never, I've never gotten yeah. around to it. I'm a fan of Rubber. Cause it's just, you have to see it at least once. Just to say I that you watch Rubber. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. We, we know you hate Rubber's ghoul. <laughs> Yes, with the experiment failing, of course, they had just have nonstop screaming ever since they've been attached, so that's pissing Hyder off. Like, why don't you just guys just shut the fuck up for two seconds? I'm tired. Can I sleep for, like, an hour? Like, can you guys just go to sleep for an hour? And uh, it's sleep? just like and having a newborn. Well, we now know what happened to his dog, you know, his fucking driven yep. You know, like this is obviously the same exact fucking thing all over again. They must those poor puppies must have been crying and weeping, and he's beating these fucking you know the centipede with his big fucking stick and shit. So I can only imagine the torture those animals went through. You know, so it really it makes me feel really bad for them. You know, I'm glad that uh, the only the only portion of that we had to witness was the film, uh, the, the 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 picture, the actual like physical picture of them, and that was it. Oh, the dog, yeah. 
that he was jerking off to at the beginning of the movie, which is great. Yeah, that's that's his porn. It's just cranking one out in the, the road to a picture. Well, no, he was <laughs> no, weeping. No, he, yeah. and, no, he wasn't his Yeah. He's, he missed he, him. He, that was when he was going to get the uh, the trucker <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, no, he was using yeah. tears of the loop because his pants were undone. You gotta watch that sequence again. He was cranking. Oh, were they really? <laughs> his pants were open? Yeah. What? That fucking pervert. They were, they were undone, his pants. They weren't all the way down around his ankles, but yeah, they were undone. Because so, he was he was he was cranking one out. <laughs> so I just yeah, that's a great way to introduce Doctor Hyder. But that's how they did it. I thought he was just crying. Okay, a whole other le- <laughs> yeah, but, I've got a whole other level of respect for him now. That's just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, with, with this happening with the human centipede, how it's basically just dying out, which is most of these bizarre experiments would, uh, obviously channeling you know uh, uh, the Nazi party, but. You have uh, Krantz and Voller coming in, uh, which are two detectives, and they're investigating <laughs> all these disappearances of tourists. And Hyder just advises him, do you have any coffee? No, just water. Of course he just has water. That's where he puts I don't have time. I don't, I, I don't have time for coffee. I only have time for water. <laughs> <laughs> and don't ask them if they want a drink. Don't ask them if they want a drink. <laughs> ask them if they want some water. You know what I mean? Like he, he he purposefully asks, "Do you want a drink?" But when they ask for anything other than water, he's like, "No, I don't have time for water. I for coffee." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And gigantic cancer with cocktail guys. That that's what he had for breakfast one day. That's a man that I, I you know he knows what he's doing for breakfast. I've done that myself. Big cancer for cocktail, cocktail when I was a kid, man. Those little cherry yeah. chunks in there, man. Like when I was a kid, that was like the shit. That and the pineapple oh, yeah. chunks. Oh yeah, pineapple chunks <laughs> and then the uh, the peach chaps I do like a lot too. Those peach clings. Yeah. And then I drink that fucking syrupy goodness too at the end of it, man. It'd be like yeah. fucking just oh that heavy like syrup. it all over myself. Yeah. It'd be like a fuck. Like I think about it now, and of course it's just because I'm a fucking dirty birdie. But I think of it like a porn fucking sequence, like something out of Baywatch. You know, like bitches pouring fucking God, oil God. all over them. And there I am with my fucking fruit fucking can, you know, pouring the fucking juice all over myself. The big sloppy mess. <laughs> You're so good, Mom. Can I have another one? <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, the, the two detectives, you know, they've been given the water that's been spiked because Dr. Hyder thinks that they would be a good replacement for Jenny, who's on her way out due to sepsis. But they're going to come back with a search warrant, you know, because they just don't trust him. And, of course, Hyder just fucking yelled at him for five minutes in as loud as German possible and how they're intruding on his property and how dare they accuse him of doing anything. You have no proof. <laughs> What do you need a search warrant for? I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> now drink your water. Drink your, now drink your fucking water. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Guys, guys, you haven't finished I, your vata. Don't you want to finish that delicious vata? I always find it interesting. And I, I know lawsuits and all that shit occur and, and crap like mm-hmm. that, right? But, like, in the, in the case of something like this, were they to go and search the basement without the search warrant you know whereas yes a legal you know a lawyer will be able to probably get him off due to illegal search and seizure and all that shit but at least Mm -hmm. the three individuals in question would have been rescued and isn't that the more fucking important thing here that's like the thing that actually needs to be fucking done not so much caring whether or not the fucking you know department is going to lose a couple fucking million dollars in case there is nothing down there yeah, something more happened that would have caused them to search around a little bit more. I think that would have been better. But they just 
You know, I mean, you got these people in the basement screaming at the top of their lungs, but obviously they can't hear them, whether it's soundproofing or whatever that uh, yeah. is done. But they but just, again, you know, with, they, with they that want being to... said, yeah. With that being said, there's just no way for uh, the authorities to have known <laughs> what horrors lay in store yeah. uh, inside the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no way. That's why they want to come back and do it right with the search warrant. You know, meanwhile, the the human centipede is planning its escape. So. When it does, and like we had talked about, the head of it cuts sort of cutting his, his neck with the broken glass because he just treated it semi poorly, so he deserves a state. The cops coming back, you know, you see Hydra going, guys, I know what this totally looks like, right? But here's the thing. They came on to me, okay? They came on to me, and I was just defending myself. I am the victim here. I am the victim. Hold they on. are the problem. Thank they all so signed away from form. They all signed away. <laughs> right they, they all did it was willingly. clearly signed. They didn't read it, and that is the problem, officers. They didn't read the clauses that were in the contract that says I could put the asses to the mouth. Now, if you don't, mind, they, they, I'd like to say they did not die. read the entire. They did not read the entire user agreement. So this is what happens. Good old POS man. I scroll through that shit mad fast too, man. I'm just like, blah, 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 let's get it done. I want to fucking play with my toy. But yes, for all I know, a- all I know right now, home. Apple owns like all of my children. You know what I mean? And I just don't fucking know it yet until, they, until they finally call me up and they're like, "Hey, you know, just so you know, asshole, you know, give us, give us your firstborn." Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go to the genius bar, sort that shit out. <laughs> but yeah, it's like they're going through the house, and all of a sudden, it's you know, turns into a, like a bad ending of Beverly Hills Cop. You know, they're just running around the house with their guns now, <laughs> chasing down here while he's hanging out in the pool room, <laughs> waiting for him to show up. <laughs> I mean, he still had a lot of strength with him, Hydra. I mean, he had just gotten stabbed in the foot, gotten stabbed in the leg, you know, by Consuelo. So, I mean, this guy is still managing to survive for a little bit longer. I mean, he took out one of the cops, you know, and see his body floating in the pool when the other goes in in the pool room. It's like, damn. <laughs> like, this guy, you know, just there's Franz, no stopping him. But there is business taking pull for that. Franz's <laughs> fucking reaction when he breaks into the room and there's the fucking centipede, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. damn. Like, the look on his face, you know, like, I, I honestly, I picture that to be the kind of thing where if you're a human being and you actually were to walk into a room and see that, those are the kind of things that create, they make your mind break. Yeah, like your head just yep. can't actually comprehend that that could actually be done to other human beings because it's just fucking utter insanity. And I think to cut back a little bit, that's what happens to, uh, to, to Akihiro's character, you know? I think he finally breaks where he is looking at... You know, whether he sees Hyder as God or mm-hmm. God working yeah. through Hyder as a means of punishing him for his sins, hmm. you know, that's, that's yeah. what leads him to take his own life. And, you know, it's funny because he kept calling him kamikaze throughout the entire time, and it's kind of what he ends up doing, you know. He sacrifices himself. He injures the guy but then kills himself in the process. Yeah, which... I mean, there was just really no other way out. I mean, this whole thing is falling apart to centipede, and that's just the quickest way out. Just kill yourself. It's not going to help the two girls that are behind you, but it helps you get out of this situation real quick. You know, this yeah, fucking and, Joseph Mendel yeah, character did, with his And we did forget to mention that uh, the chick on the edge, she is dying. 
you know, Dieter said she's Isn't dying, and we're gonna have yeah, and we're and we're oh. gonna have to replace you soon. <laughs> with with yeah. the two cops is what he's thinking. Yeah, we mentioned gonna that. Fun, yeah. he's gonna make a quadruped. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. <laughs> he wants to make it even bigger centipede. Yeah, and that's why he has to replace that glass, which is bulletproof now, because he doesn't want anybody getting out of that fucking house. So, you know, but that's that's why I like that scene earlier when Lindsay tries to escape, and you're like, she's not escaping. But the fact that they that Tom Six took that long with her dragging her friend up from the fucking basement out that glass door she, into the fucking that's where she went wrong anyway. Like I'm, I'm telling you guys yeah. right now, like Dave, listen, I've known you for fucking 25 years, man. You know, 25 yes. plus. I love you to death. If we're ever in that fucking situation, don't worry about coming back yep. for me. You'll do better going and getting authorities. And if it's vice versa, just know I love you, but I'm not coming back to try to haul your unconscious ass out, man. I'm fucking running Our, to go try to find fucking life too. But like, <laughs> and, are are you not and going King, to you know, like I'm read not the situation <laughs> to to analyze? Are you not going to do okay. a quick mental calculation to see if you think it's feasible and safe? to save me or vice versa? Should I not do a quick mental calculation to see if I can save you? By quick mental you calculation, time for that, man. you mean when you were running out of the room initially, if you weren't able to calculate at that point whether or not you could fucking save me, as in my ass is unconscious or your ass is unconscious, but don't fucking bother, man. Get the fuck out of there. Go find the nearest fucking neighbor or the nearest authorities and get them fucking back. Hopefully I'm still alive at that point. You know, if not, at least but one like, of us fucking survive. And this way I'm what not sewn to, to your ass or you're not sewn to mine. I don't want to be sewn to your ass, but, like, what I'm saying is, what what about, like, don't you think I'll live racked with guilt that I could have done something for the rest of my life and, and be driven to drink and perhaps worse? So you already though. drink. <laughs> well, that's a good That's a very good point. Yeah. Maybe, you're, very maybe good point. you're a better human being than I am, man. But you know what? I'm not going to sit there and be thinking that through. I think we're both pretty good fucking judges in situations in which we know whether or not we're going to be capable of fucking helping each other in that fucking event. You know, it's better. I mean, I, I love you, man, but I don't think that both of us dying in the situation is the way to go. One of us has to live. Well, we have to live on. Well, Hail to but again, fuck you do. <laughs> and this is why I said at the beginning. <laughs> this, this is why I said at the beginning. Stupid chicks with no life skills. All right. They don't well, know, know this shit. Yeah. I'll break the fucking what? difference they... because I'm like a big motherfucking Leatherface type guy. I would throw the monkey over my shoulder and carry his ass to fucking safety because that's the type of fucking yep. guy I am. You know, because I could do it. Yeah, he weighs but... like 90 pounds. So I would just toss him on my shoulder <laughs> like a fucking bag of fucking potatoes. And I would just drag his ass out of that fucking yeah. laboratory. And then we could both go to a German bar and get fucked and yeah. drink all yeah. fucking night. Because I saved us. Well, now we know out of the four of us who the ass is going to be. So we know who's going to be at the end of the fucking human centipede in our four cases. Yeah, but King is going straight up one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He's ripping out that sink. He's throwing it through the fucking wall. And he's running out there. Yep. <laughs> I'm throwing fucking Hydra through the fucking window. What are you talking about? I'm picking up his Nazi ass and throwing him through the window. Take that, Hydra. Monkey, over my shoulder. Let's go. Yes, Daddy. That's right. Fucking saved you. You owe me one now. That's on you. Okay, David Hasselhoff. Hey, listen, man. You know, don't fuck with me in a tight situation because I will get us out. Monkey, just stick with me. 
because I don't give a shit. It's going to take a lot to take me down. It's going to take a lot more than a glass of water to put me out with your fucking rape drug. <laughs> it's going to be saying King's walking away with me on his shoulders and Hyder's just shunk, shunk, shunk hitting with tranquilizers in the back and he just won't go fucking down like fucking Rocky at the end of Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, like, Shot him of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking keep me. What, the, tranquilizer drugs? Thanks. I drank those for breakfast. You fuck. What else King, will be, <laughs> King will be busting through the wall like Kool-Aid, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kick that Nazi in the head. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Is this German oh, Kool-Aid, yeah. man? <laughs> yeah. It's the German Kool-Aid, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is he so angry? Every packet now comes with a super rape drug cool. pellet. Super cool, man. <laughs> it's the cool right, right, boys and girls? You love the cool aid man. Oh, he's so cool. He walks into the room and he's all like, oh, yeah. And you kids drink from him. Yes, you love it. <laughs> like, why is German television so fucking violent? Kids show. <laughs> destroy capitalism. <laughs> what? I think you said destroy capitalism. No, I didn't. Stop you having that so cool, huh? German version of the Ghostbusters. I don't want to see that. No, thank you. For some reason, I just I'm taking a hard pass. I don't want to know what content they have. Lieben Wustesgast. <laughs> <laughs> but with Hyder being killed and the other detective being killed, we're left with Lindsay and Jenny. Um, you know, with Jenny dying of sepsis, so they hold hands and sob hysterically as uh, we leave the house, not knowing what Jenny's fate is. But you're pretty much sure she's going to be fucking dead. You know, pretty soon. I mean, I would love to be the guy that goes to check out the water at that fucking place. You know, be like the gas line guy or something like that. Hello, Mr. Hunter. Dr. Hydra, are you home? Uh, it's come to check your water meter. Oh, my God. Ghoul shows up. Ghoul shows up. H-Fact. What the fuck? <laughs> you didn't notice the body on the floor? No, I just noticed this fucking killer pool. Like, I mean, that is just nice. I'm going to fucking take a dip, and then I'll report this to the police. I can't stop my parade. This is going to be a fun Saturday. Come on, man. We've all seen cabin fever. You don't swim in water with dead bodies in it. You never know what you're going to catch. Well, that's okay. I mean, there's chlorine. It'll, just, it'll cancel out everything else. Or the ghoul shows up for HVAC. He's a body. He's like, oh, no hole wasted. <laughs> man, my first day in Germany, and this is going to go great. Okay, my first property is Dr. Heider. Very cool. The door's already open, so that must mean he's home and he's waiting for me. Oh, my God. There is just a lot of bodies in here. Slowly backing out. I didn't see anything closing that door. All right. No. So that no, job's no, done. no. I mean, the, the, 
the monkey's not wrong here. You know what I mean? I really got to sit there and debate whether or not do I bang the fucking human centipede at this point. You know, what are the chances that you're ever going to oh, walk into this situation and, you know, like, and, and actually be able to do it? I might have to lift the dead ass up a little bit and fucking spit and, and fucking get involved with that just so that, you know, when I call the authorities, I'll even have to admit it to them. I'll be like, listen, I know this is probably illegal. It's fucking, you know, whatever fucking necrophilia and whatnot. But, like, come on, guys. I had to fuck the centipede. I mean, as long as I do it to the girl part, Germany, as long as I do it to the girl part, it's not gay, right? I mean, I mean, unless you count it as one thing. Is it gay if it's got a male head? It's animal? not gay. Like, how does that work? You're not touching anything. I mean, that's just no, that's like, the worst possible it, scenario. It, it, it's, no, it's it's only gay once the once the ghoul shoots his shit out and then it comes out of Akihiro's mouth. Oh, you <laughs> know, think it about is. it, man. You I, know that's traveling all the way. That's like some of my favorite fucking porns too, because I can climb underneath and get into the middle of the vagina with my balls hitting the other dead girl's chin. You know what I mean? Like this is shit here. Well, monkey and I show up to go check out Doctor Heidi's place, and there's the ghoul just plowing a fucking dead human centipede. Oh, that but cool. if I, if I roll it onto, oh, but you know what? If I go underneath and do it that way, I'm gonna have that the leads dick and balls pretty much hanging. <laughs> yeah, right you are. Because I'm yeah. gonna go the other yeah, way, but then I'm gonna have the girl's fucking dead. She, yeah, she's gonna have shit all over the place because she, da- she died. You know, yeah, that's some nasty <laughs> shit, man. That's fucked up, but I probably still do it anyway. <laughs> Also, no, it was me. Down on the ghoul. No, no kidding. If you and I walked, if you and I walked in on the ghoul like that, ghoul would stop for a second and be like, "You want in on this after I'm done?" Uh, yeah. Got room for a third. You think I'm stopping? <laughs> Don't worry, guys. There's plenty of water in the fridge. I trust it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got tickets. But yeah, so that's Human Tennessee, two thousand nine, directed by Tom Six. And we just made that ending better. Thank you. You're welcome. We just made that movie's ending a lot better than what it was. But thank you for that pick, Monkey. Uh, you know, for uh, your Halloween pick because we did switch spots. So it, there's a lot of holes. All right, so a lot of things. What is the king's so, pick so, yeah. this week? So yeah, you know, yeah, so there was so much uh, talk last week about this big switch in the schedule. Because the king has his special uh, Halloween pick, and uh, it wasn't precedent setting. Because if I remember correctly, uh, the ghoul once fudged with yeah. the schedule because he so desperately had to have us watch Twilight for Valentine's Day. But um, right. I am curious to hear <laughs> what the king's the Halloween best. pick is. But but my question though <laughs> is, what happens in the next round? So after King. Uh, then, to me. then the ghoul goes. And it goes and to the me, ghoul. Then it goes but to then you. after yeah. me, but but after me, does it go back it to, goes the back king, to the or king? Are you sticking? Yes. Okay. Yep. The order goes back. So I'm, just, I'm just making sure not that, that my order of operations is correct. Uh, listen, don't fucking don't right. get fucking Avril Lavigne on me. Uh, king of Horror. What is it? The dean or the accountant? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Keep it on my board. Anyway, uh, so yes, the monkey and I did switch after you heard that long explanation. But for next week, uh, since we're going into Halloween, and that's why I switched, we're going to be discussing a movie called The Monster Club from 1981, directed by Roy Ward Baker. It stars Vincent Price, Donald Pleasance, and John Carradine, and it's an anthology film, which you can find on not only Shudder, but also Tubi. So those are the two ways that you can watch it. Uh, one of my favorite anthology movies from the 80s that isn't Creepshow. So 
The Monster Club, Vincent Price, and a movie that nobody else wanted to do, but Vincent Price decided he did. So that'll be our <laughs> Halloween discussion for next week. Cool. <laughs> so with that being said, Monkey, some, we will see you back here next week for a Halloween. I feel let down by that, man. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like hoping that it was going to be some kind of like huge, mind-blowing, like, holy shit, no, man. I didn't that was completely so, why you did it, man. I need to say nope. real quick, uh, Ghoul and King. Uh, King, can you please repeat that? I think, did one of you try to be funny and boot me? Because I got kicked off and had to dial back in. Oh. I missed the announcement. What I is saw the that you dropped. I saw that you dropped, and then you went back in. It wasn't 1981, me. The Monster Club. Starring Vincent the Price. Monster Club? It's starring Vin- Vincent yeah. Price, yes, from 1981. It's available on Shutter and also on Tubi. So there are three ways to watch it. Cool. The Monster cool. Club right. from 1981. Yes. Yep. The monster. Vincent Price, Donald Pleasance, John Carradine. So yeah, so it's a, a monster club, and they tell <laughs> stories about scary shit. And I just wanted to celebrate Halloween that way by saying, watching a fun David horror Carradine? comedy that's no John Carradine. Oh, <laughs> John Carradine ahead of it, hey, and Donald Pleasance. Revenge of the Nerds, John Carradine. So, no, no, that's Robert Carradine. Carradine. Robert that's Carradine. Robert. Well, it's one of the fucking. That's Robert. Yeah. Either way, there's that's so it. many Carradines. Fucking. See you next week. All right. Thank you for joining. <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening to tonight's episode and let me come in your ear. All right. Good night, everybody. All right. And Dean, we will see you back here next week for my pick for Halloween, which is the Monster Club. Yes. All right. Michael Carradine. Right. Ghoul, why don't you go ahead and hit us with a plug as we discuss the Carradine family tree amongst ourselves? Well, as the holidays are rolling on in, you know, obviously it's too late for Halloween. Uh, there's well, no, I mean, I guess not. Cool. If you get your order in quick enough, I'm sure we can somehow get something shipped out to you fast. Uh, but Priority you know, mail. Three-day three priority mail. Priority mail. You know, that's it. We put it in a box. We send it to you, man. The United States Postal Service <laughs> does actually work, unlike what Donald Trump will tell you. Um, but we oh, shit. You know, he only puts it out in charge of that. Uh, but regardless of all of that, you know, you also have Thanksgiving. You have Christmas. You got fucking... Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it. All of these holidays are coming up. Go to Bonfire Bead Designs. Go to Etsy, all one word in the search bar, Bonfire Bead Designs. And you're going to find all kinds of jewelry, gemstones, necklaces, all one word. Bracelets, gemstones, you name it, it is there. It's amazing stuff. It gets you laid. Believe me, I get laid all the time from it. Yeah, stuff, jewelry, shiny shit, (laughs) shiny shit. Pendants. But get on there, get on there, and go check it out. Trust <laughs> that. Penance. Stay scared. Not penance. Pendants. Penance. Hey, my penance. Penis. Penis. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani plays with his penance. Penis. Hey, <laughs> fucking penis. Tennis. Oh. I'm just gonna wait for the dean to tire himself out and go lay down for a while. He's extra jack. So. <laughs> I want to let him keep going until he tired himself out and wants to go way down. So I guess he is now. But anyway, <laughs> hail Satan, hail yourselves. Keep America strong. Keep watching those horror movies. We'll see you back here next week where you're all invited to the Monster Club. Carradine. <laughs>